Hey everybody, welcome to MindRise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Rise podcast. Today, I have with me a guest that I have had on multiple times, Lex Perkins. I have returned for yet another. <laughs> he has returned. He has returned from his slumber, <laughs> from his from his voyage, my hibernation, his trip to Valhalla, <laughs> my um, spiritual journey to the hills. Yes. So today, the main topic we're going to be talking about is. Controlling anger before it controls you. I felt really passionate about choosing this one just because of how I deal with anger itself. Um, One of the first things that really stood out to me when looking through all the different uh, studies done and, you know, articles written about anger is, you know, it's a universal emotion that everyone feels. It's, you know, it's exactly along the same lines of, uh, like, you know, love and envy, you know. Everyone has these emotions, and just because it may be an uncomfortable emotion, it shouldn't be something that we completely ignore or shun or, you know, ostracize. We should actually learn to work with it, learn to, as you said, um, not let it control you, but learn to have a healthy relationship with anger. So that's kind of what we're going to be going over today, how to um, address anger, healthily and also identify when you're having like a you know letting anger control you yeah of course and and we all have i mean let's all be honest we all have moments where we slip up and we get in you know sort of rageful fits and deal with frustration and say things we don't mean a lot of the times when it, it seems like to me at least when anger manifests is when it's um directed towards another person mm. I mean, at least from my personal experience, I usually don't ever get really angry unless it's having to do with, like, this projection of rage towards someone else. Like, it's their fault. They did this Mm. to me. How could they think this was possibly logical? Um, You know, I deal with my fair share. I've dealt with my fair share of, like, um, self-loathing and just being hard on myself. But I really think the key here is the key to anger is that it's it's dealing with frustration with things that are outside of your control um or just within the environment that you're in Mm. yeah definitely anger is a two-way street yeah and i find it interesting that and i've read this in an article done by i think it's charles spielberger it's charles xavier professor (laughs) x he's low-key he (laughs) undercover professor x um (laughs) Well, this guy talked about how within the past, like, what, seven years or so, there's been a rise of uh, what he called as, uh, goodness, I can't find it, but it's basically just unjust, under, uh, unspecified anger, where due to social media and the, uh, oh, the yes. influx of... I was of, hoping you'd throw that Oh, yeah. There. Due to social media and the influx of It's a cancer. <laughs> this is one of our favorite topics. Um, well, due to, like, the overload of information and, like, all the news that we just get shoved down our throats 
all the social media that we inhale 24-7, we don't necessarily have that face-to-face, like, pin this these, these feelings of anger on one person anymore. Now it's kind of this ambiguous, open-ended, you could see a post that's like, oh, you know, uh, just... You, you could get angry about global warming. Well, who do you get angry about that with? Or, you know, you could get angry about racism. Yeah, everyone hates racism. But who can you get angry about with it? You can pinpoint right. specific people, but now it's this broad thing where you can't be like, oh, you know, uh, Trump wronged me, personally wronged me. I'm angry at him because he personally wronged me. Right. It's tough to do that now because it's this interaction that everyone has, but without the face-to-face interaction now. So you're sort of saying that because of outside circumstances or because of our society and culture, we're all basically becoming a lot more quick to anger. Mm-hmm. And when and when in the sense that, you know, maybe a decade or so ago, um, these things really wouldn't get to people. Yeah. Not only are a lot of young adults and people beyond our age demographic becoming, like, more sensitive to things, but... Um, yeah, it, it. I think it's one thing to acknowledge that, that like you're offended by something. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're offended by, it, I mean, that's that's totally in your rights to be offended. But there is sort of a like a inclination to jump towards like this manifestation of rage. Mm-hmm. Like it's no longer like oh, like I'm offended. This hurts me. Like I'm going to scream, and this is this is totally, like, ripping me mm. apart. Yeah, it seems that, uh, as uh, Spielberger stated, he said that anger is an emotional state that varies in intensity from mild irritation to intense fury and rage. And it seems that now, due to the fact that we have, we're, we're surrounded by all these voices uh, due to social media and the internet and everything constantly around us, you know, phones in your pocket, a lot of people do work on laptops. It's just everywhere. So it's not like a traditional sense where if I get in a, if I'm angry with someone, get in an argument, altercation with someone, I could walk away and I, w- I could cool off. Now it's everywhere. And because it's not a face-to-face interaction, it loses the, it loses the humanity of the interaction. Yeah. So people tend to jump from zero to a hundred real quick because, you know, through text messages, Things are misinterpreted through posts. It's designed to get a reaction to get the most uh, the most feedback, so that way it'll, it'll gain traction. So, you know, a lot of people just go zero to a hundred immediately. And I feel like due to the past decade or so of social media and the influx of information and news, it has impacted people to instead of just you know taking a step back and breathing, to immediately think, oh shoot, I'm in rage mode. You know, fight or flight, but skip the flight. Yeah, no, I think because of the what has happened online in the past decade, where people feel the right to basically say anything that's on their mind because they're mm-hmm. behind a keyboard, I think that's sort of primed everyone to get set off like a hairpin trigger when something, you know, rubs them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I think very much so this behavior that we witnessed from people online um depending on the situation, I think it, it very well like manifests in their real life too. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like it's it's a lot easier to go from zero to 100 online 
in real life, at least what I've noticed, um, there's a lot more of like a slow burn, mm-hmm. depending on the person, of course. But yeah, it, it's stuff starts out, you know, relatively normal, maybe slightly heated, but mm-hmm. I think we as people have learned to be very good at pushing each other's buttons Mm -hmm. even when it's people we don't know we know how to use buzzwords and weaponize certain things to just bring people over the edge Mm -hmm. and then it comes to a point where we're no longer trying to have civil discussions with someone if we disagree with them we're just trying to have yelling matches oh yeah and i think that's unfortunate because coming from you know a young adult like myself it's just kind of ingrained this this uh this negative image in my head of what it means to like get in a debate with someone what i want it to mean is like okay engage in intelligent get engage in intelligent discourse but anymore nowadays it's like if you get in a debate like someone's just ready to go over the edge or it's Mm. just bound to happen yeah no 100 percent. i find that with myself when i get into any sort of debate or you know anger arises within me and i confront someone what i tend to do is shut myself off emotionally and try to take a third party stance to look at how i feel and the situation and how they feel yeah to determine whether or not my you know my feelings are valid in this situation And while it works a lot of the times to be like, oh, no, you're just overreacting, Lex, like, calm down. It also has a negative, you know, a negative effect on the the relationship or the, you know, the interaction because I am shutting off my own emotions and removing myself, thus removing my needs or what, you know, because emotions and the, you know, the mental side of everything, super important. And I feel that in my uh, past, like, that's, I underplayed that so much. Putting other people, making them happy first, or just yeah. trying to take a third-party logical stance, which everyone would be like, oh, that sounds good and all. But sometimes being, you know, the cold hand of logic isn't the best. Yeah, no, something that's kind of been on my mind while you were talking, like, the mm-hmm. gears were turning in my head, Um Right now we're sitting in these two chairs podcasting and I can, I don't think I've ever seen you get like angry or irritated, Um, but you may have seen me get angry or irritated and what keeps on coming to mind is that I'm pretty sure you've never seen me like get like really, really angry, just like maybe irritated trying trying to work things out, but I kind of want to talk to the point of um, just briefly um, Mm -hmm. how to deal with with anger in relationships because I really honestly believe that 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 is where it um it can manifest and and be presented the most with people that we're seeing like all the time interacting with every day Mm. let's be honest if you're like just with your bros like once or twice a week like unless you're just total a-holes you're not going to get angry at Mm -hmm. each other it's civil it's like you no one everyone knows how to get along it's when you're with people like your significant other and your parents and you can tend to grind gears not to say that it's an unhealthy relationship but this is just let's face it this is just like part of life everyone Mm. gets in arguments everyone has disputes so i guess i'm kind of interested and i'm posing the question to you um how did you deal with anger 
in your relationship with with your significant other in the mm. past and stuff like how because i imagine and i could be wrong but i imagine that that's when the miscommunication happened that's when the arguments mm. manifested that's when the disagreements happened they i i can almost bank and you can correct me if i'm wrong that it didn't really happen with like your friends mm. but yeah. yeah i mean i was like wonder if you can comment on that yeah so there's kind of like four or five different like ways that i've coped with anger uh one of them and just just a little side note everything should be done in you know moderation so uh the first thing i'm going to talk about is relaxation and like you know how how i try to relax myself if i've only if i only do that with every single interaction i get that turns to you know anger that's not going to be good for anyone right if i just take a step back i'm like all right I'm going to meditate literally for everything. That's not good. That's going to really damage a relationship because then someone's going to be like, oh, you don't care about the problem. You just want to be chill. Mm. So uh, the first step that I would do would be relaxation to kind of like turn, turn those emotions to something positive instead, whether it was, or, you know, just to calm down, whether it's to focus on breathing and like, not allow myself to like get worked up because of that because anger has both a mental and a physical effect on you you know your heart rate goes up heart starts pounding you start breathing more so just trying to stop that physical side of anger really impacts the mental as well as well as to like tell yourself to kind of just calm down like relax that goes a long way i know there's one thing where i i forget what exactly it's called, but for anxiety attacks, you're supposed to identify like five different things around you, you know? So like if I was having an anxiety attack in this room, I'd be like, okay, I see a lamp. I see the desk, carpet, wall, Ian. And then I do it again just to kind of ground you. So I feel like that's a big thing with it. Uh, I kind of, I guess I'm kind of wondering like, I mean, no, that's like impeccable advice, but maybe just because I know in the past what's really helped me when I'm dealing with stuff is um, hearing other people's, you know, narratives and testimonials. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessar- necessarily saying you have to, like, tell us a specific example, but I think maybe, like, if you can imagine yourself in a moment in the past that, mm-hmm. like, you really had an interaction with someone where you were just, like, fuming and sort of, like, address it in a way where, you know, you're recounting your own experience i i think that i mean i know that's helpful for me Mm -hmm. yeah um definitely just the communication and putting myself in their shoes yeah seeing it from their perspective like have there been moments where you have gone over the edge where i have gone over the edge i would say probably no yeah yeah i would say definitely i have i was about to feel really bad like i was the only Oh, no, no, everyone has This was about to be a catastrophe. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely have, but I've always tried to, like, stop myself from having it uh, go too far with it. Yeah. Like, there have been times where I definitely went over the edge, but I stopped myself before I could, like, you know, have it go further. Right. So, times where that's happened, I've calmed myself down and been like, hey, what I'm feeling is an emotion that I have. I'm okay, it's understandable, it's frustrating, it's okay that I'm feeling this, but this isn't the end of the world, and me just getting angry about it isn't going to fix it. And then what I do is I think, well, 
what do they feel from their perspective? What have I done that, you know, cause a lot of times unbeknownst to yourself, you may have done something that offended someone or just truly just made them super angry. So just looking from their perspective at the situation or at your own actions really, really helps with that. Yeah, no, and I think mm-hmm. that's a huge testament to how you handle things as an individual, which is really, you know, you know, bravo. It's really honorable. I mean, I'm going to be right pretty uh, frank and say this. I mean, I know I've known quite a f- quite a few guys in my short years of life, and generally, you know, the main way men tend to deal with anger is not good. <laughs> There's a lot of pride and ego usually invested. Mm. No worry. No one really ever wants to admit their faults or admit that they're mm-hmm. wrong. It's usually like either they shut down um, and don't say anything and just sort of throw the cold shoulder or mm-hmm. there's a screaming match to prove that you are the one in the right and you're the superior in this in this engage of conversation. Oh, yeah. Which I think it's it's refreshing, but it's also rare because most young guys don't, take the time to go through step by step and analyze like you know let alone how their emotions are affecting the other person yeah because when we're talking about anger it's something that you know it's a two-way street but like i said earlier i think for a lot of guys it's it's very almost like kind of battlefield-esque mm. it's like the, you get enraged and you get angry and you need to like dump out your emotions mm-hmm. it's not like unless you train yourself it's not the default to go to the position of like oh they're just having a really horrible time let me empathize with them and Mm -hmm. understand why they're angry yeah because essentially what ends up happening and what is the root of a lot of arguments is and what i've noticed and i'm still trying to work on because i've had my number of faults with this is that someone will typically you know express their frustration and they'll be like venting and projecting and it may seem like it's coming on like their frustration and anger is coming on to you when it's not even necessarily projected towards you or directed towards you but you take it personally mm-hmm. and then you sort of like manipulate it in such a way where you feel personally attacked and then you just full force fire mm-hmm. towards them and i think I know, and I'm glad you said that. Just putting ourselves in a place where learning to control that energy and not be so quick to fire it back mm. like a freaking pit viper yeah. um, is, is really important, especially, and I'm not trying to get like too political or anything, but especially for like young men where it seems that like domestic abuse and, and, and rage and anger is becoming more and more of a prevalent thing in our society. Mm. Um because a lot of guys don't know how to handle and deal with their anger. Their anger. So I think you being on the cast today is really refreshing and mm-hmm. and good. And I'm getting there too. I I never thought of myself as an angry person, but I have people in my family that really dealt with spiteful rage fits for a long time, and mm-hmm. some of that rubbed off on me. And it doesn't happen a lot, but I have my moments just like anyone else. So. I think it's important that we're talking about this and how to how to go about handling this in a healthy way. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a perfect thing where yeah. everyone's going to be, you know, 
ready to have a conversation, ready to hear everyone else's side. Because there is times where, you know, someone's on the right, someone's on the wrong. That's it. Right. And I, I definitely feel that the whole pride issue, the whole feeling that every little thing is some sort of Freudian slip, which means they're attacking you and it's a personal attack. It really helps to just realize that, hey, you know, sometimes they didn't take into account what I feel. Or, hey, sometimes they just, you know, something just happened. Like, life happens. So it's a really, it, it really takes a whole weight off your shoulders just realizing that not everything is a personal attack on you or even needs to, you know, escalate to right to that level. But there is a need to have better communication with each other because a lot of a lot of issues that happen, especially in relationships like with marriage, a lot of massive arguments happen because it's a boiling point of months and months and months of just shoveling things down and underneath. You know. Yeah, I, and then, and yeah, and that's a great point. And then mm-hmm. we we see time and time again that it either comes out like an atomic bomb or the people get separated. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you're gonna say something. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say that uh, there also has to be not just a venting and a ranting moment because studies have shown that when you rant and vent like you kind of spoke before, it may feel directed at the person you're ranting to. Yeah. And then they respond out of defense. Yeah. But it also shows psychologically and physiologically that it just makes you more angry because you're speaking it out loud and you're hearing it and you're kind of just justifying that anger and it's just like a a loop that's just feeding itself. So you can vent, but there has to be problem solving involved with it. Whether that's empathizing with the other person, having a conversation. You know, you don't have to have the solution right then and there, but you shouldn't be staying in that anger. You should yeah. be working out of it. No, and no, for sure. And and uh, sometimes, you know, we can't really control our anger or work through everything on our own. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brought brings me into and segues me in segues segues me <laughs> into the next point of really wanting to emphasize um and sort of promote um, just counseling or therapy, mm-hmm. especially yeah. for young men. Um, there's been a lot of my friends in the past, and even some of them that I still keep in contact with now. They're not really entirely sure why I I personally go to therapy. Sometimes they think it's kind of like a you know, like a beta male thing to do. Oh, yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's kind of frowned upon in male culture, which I think we need to really like get rid of that trope and and not make it such a taboo thing because it's better, you know, I've always looked more highly upon the person who's willing to work on themselves and work through a serious issue if it's affecting someone Mm -hmm. more than themselves than to just let that stuff bottle in and act all macho because even some of my friends that I can clearly tell that they need, you know, counseling, whether it's from a, like a Bible study pastor or a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's definitely rooted in a pride thing and just understanding that you don't always have to be scared to accept help. Yeah. Because yeah. this is something that if you get treated for it and if you learn how to understand your own body and the mechanics of your mind, that it's just going to serve you more in your future. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, asking for help 
is not a sign of weakness. It's actually more of a sign of strength, knowing where you need you know work on from an outside source. That's that's a a, a way of growing as a person and just realizing, hey, you know, I'm lacking in this aspect. Why don't I go to someone who's farther along or actually knows how to deal with this? Right. I mean, I'm not gonna break my leg and throw it in a splint myself and be like, yep, no doctor whatsoever. No, you know, I'm going to go to someone who actually knows how to heal me instead of just being prideful about it and being like, ah, wimps, you know? Yeah, no, and that's a good analogy. And I I think especially that's a great analogy because sometimes we can uh, prioritize our physical health more than our mental health, but, you know, mind, body, soul, right? They're all one and the Mm -hmm. same, This, this triad of of being that brings us life we can't prioritize one over the other we have to equally uphold all of them um or or we're just unequally yoked and i think it's important to view mental health and weigh it on the same scale as physical because i i think it needs to be addressed that we shouldn't we shouldn't be okay with with this unbalance there has to be yin to the yin right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, one, uh, I forget what psychologist said this, or philosopher, who knows, but they said that, you know, anger is the exact same thing as love, just directed a different way. Mm. And I think that's very true. They both have very similar outcomes, but we see one as positive and one as negative. And, you know, anger isn't all that negative. There's righteous anger that you can have, you know, right. when you see people being hurt or treated un- unjustly across the world, you know, human rights being trampled yeah. upon. injustice for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's something that it's good to get angry about. You should get angry about that. But it's just not letting anger control you. Right. That's the bottom line of it. Whether it's removing yourself from the situation, taking a step back, having a conversation, um, you, you need to not shy away from anger and shove it down, but not fully embrace it and let it control you right two-edged sword you know no i think that's great do you have any um do you have any advice or final final words for our listeners yeah in regards to controlling anger yeah i'll just talk about run through really quick kind of a recap what different things that we hit on because we really went through the different ways to to not just deal with anger but to grow from it one would be you know, communication, better communication, empathy, ha- making sure that you're understanding where the other person or party is coming from. Two would be cognitive reconstructing. That's telling yourself that this is a frustrating thing. It's okay to feel this, but I'm not going to let it control me. And just being angry isn't going to fix it. So making yourself acknowledge that you're, it's okay to feel this way, but not stay there to actually move on and grow. The third would be how we talked about problem solving, not just, you know, venting to the other person, but trying to solve whatever issue is going on. It's not, no one's going to, no, nothing's going to be solved if, you know, you and your wife's just yelling at each other, stating your side. You need to come to some sort of conclusion, uh, which usually comes with um, a little bit of give on both sides. Yeah, of Give course. and take. Uh one we didn't really touch on, but I guess is a good one, is use humor, which 
might sound weird. It's subjective to, to the yeah, it's, argument it's or situation, but no, that's a good point. Yeah. But what I was think, what what I mean by that is not taking yourself so seriously or the situation, like not taking right. of course everyone's actions. No, we did kind of touch on this. Not taking everyone's actions as being a personal attack. Right. Just yeah, humor is probably I, not the best word. for I it, need like, to work on that personally. Yeah, no, I I do the the complete opposite extreme where I cope with humor. Oh, that could be that gets really bad really quick. Yeah, for a lot of situations. So you know, I have to work on being like, hey, probably not a good time for a joke right now. Right. So <laughs> uh, we talked about changing your environment and actually seeking out help. You know, maybe ranting in the you know in standstill traffic after someone cut you off screaming at them isn't the best thing. Right. You know, maybe having a dialogue with a therapist is a better thing to find out what's the root cause. Uh, yeah, that's, that's basically what we ran through. Sweet. No, I think those are all exceptional points and we could probably talk for another half an hour or <laughs> even hour about this stuff, but I really think that concluded and summarized in a quite, um, quite great and uh and brief almost way and how we should control and, and deal with anger and not let it control and take over mm-hmm. us in daily life because yeah. it's let's be honest there's just more and more things to set everyone off and more and more things to get fired up and angry about so i really think it's always important to have conversation and be open to dialogue and work through mm-hmm. things and not view everything so personally and just really being able to set our pride aside and engage and talk and breathe um, Mm -hmm. and elevate our mental, spiritual, and physical health. I think that's really key to tackling all this stuff because closing with, with the point of if you just let it, you know, fester and sit and sort of lay dormant for years and years and years and just kind of brush it off mm-hmm. like everything's fine when it's not. Um, that sometime can be the definition of insanity. You yeah, know, that you have the same thing. There comes a point where you have to you have to open up Pandora's box and you have to tackle what's in front of you. So yeah, but just know that if anyone is going through that, that you have support. You have a support mm-hmm. system. Whether it's, if you know me, reaching out to me or anyone around you or seeking out therapy, there is ways to get help and there's always a solution other than hiding it away or exploding. Yeah, (laughs) you're never as alone as you think. And on top of that, just like a cautionary thing, like we we gave you like like people five different suggestions on how to deal with anger, not let it control you. The reason it's not just one answer is because, you know, everything in moderation. You don't right. want to, you know, put all your chickens into one, what, basket, as the saying goes. Because everything has its positives and negatives. You know, removing yourself from the situation may work in a lot of areas, but it may also not. It may actually add to the to the anger or some sort of altercation. Right. So just take everything... Having yeah, emotional, yeah, yeah, having emotional intelligence is key. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Sweet. I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Thanks again, Lex, for stopping by. Awesome. It always makes podcasting 
fun, more engaging, and easier when I have someone to talk to. I think I've done like the last seven or eight podcasts solo and somehow managed to keep it alive. Um, yeah, but anyways. You're killing it alone. That's what I got to do. This, yeah. this will be, I think this will be the 18th week in a row that the podcast has been recorded. Thought it would have died at ten, but I'm still hammering <laughs> along. On. Still hammering away because this gives me joy, and I love creating. And yeah. I'm really glad that I explored this new form of content. Oh yeah, nice. sweet, definitely positive. Awesome. We'll see love you guys it. next week, and uh, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you.